are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to another edition of the re I mean, Freeform Rock Podcast. What's up, Meow. 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 We don't vote for the Niners. Oops, sorry we do. Shut up. <laughs> next week we play the Rams, the Lambs. I hope they're the Lambs to the, be the slaughter next week so we can stay in first place. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, um, I, 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 I like eating lamb stew. I was so mad, Nate Atchison, that the Cowboys keep winning. I want those fuckers to lose. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, after a few turnovers, the 49ers won. It's like um, if I have apple turnovers, I'll feel like a winner too. I don't see how they won. They had five turnovers, man, and they still won. <laughs> I was like, wow. I guess our offense isn't that offensive this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though now I'm in New York, I, I remember when when everyone was all cheering and clapping because the 49ers won the Super Bowl back in the day. And then later, if they didn't win, the whole neighborhood was... It wasn't quite like you walk down the street, we're going to hurt you. It wasn't quite like that, but it was like, you could almost see people beating their heads against the fences because they were so upset. But then when the 49ers won, then everyone bought Velveeta cheese and Wonder Bread and had a feast. And I was like, get me away from here. Let me just listen to my music. Uh, I, I was a 49ers fan. I was up in uh, my grandma's house up there in Alameda, California, and I watched The Catch. And I go, fuck, I like oh, this guy, Montana. Yeah. So I start, I didn't even care for sports back then. Even the Dodgers, even though I was a Dodger fan, I really I really wasn't into it. I was like into like listening to music and watching movies and Duran Duran yeah. and and uh, Ario Speedwagon and shit like that. So and then yeah. Foreigner and the Beatles and then freaking I saw football. Yeah. Oh, this is pretty cool, but I didn't I was a fan but I didn't really catch up to him till maybe like eighty seven when they won back to back. So they they've been my team since '81, yeah. but I love them. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So let's and and I remember when Montana went to Kansas City because I'm a person who's a one man team. I don't like just because I like the Dodgers. I'm not going to like somebody in American League just because I like the 49ers. I'm not going to like somebody in the American Football League. And same thing with other yeah. things. I have one team, but when Monta Montana went to Kansas City, I was a Chiefs fan until the Chiefs played us. And the 49ers, I said, fucking kill Montana. <laughs> yeah. And then he but killed... I mean, and then, hey, he, I mean... And then he killed us. Even, yeah, even if David Lee Roth were to play with REO Speedwagon, you would probably still enjoy them. But if REO Speedwagon and Van Halen did a reunion, you would want Roth and Van Halen. You wouldn't want him in REO, right? But I, I'd like want that. Michael Anthony with uh, Van Halen also. <laughs> oh, Okay. Hey, I, I actually wouldn't mind having David Lee Roth with REO if Michael Anthony was with Van Halen, just just to make some justice. You know, there, there's some news. We don't really do any news. We leave that for other podcasts because we don't want to be like be on other po podcast coattails. But uh, there, there's one thing in news that I'm surprised that all the Sammy Hagar haters have not jumped on. 
uh, they canceled his High Tide at Beach Festival in Huntington Beach. That's supposed to be the 28th and 29th of September. They canceled it because the company that's doing it for him did not get the proper permits. Oh. And I'm going, shit, I'm wondering where... And I wanted to go to that shit, because fucking Night Ranger Extreme is playing, Sammy Hagar in the Circle. Hey, you can go to Jimmy Buffett's gigs. He probably is playing somewhere in But they had the Beach Boys there, too, dude. Oh, damn. They're a great group to listen to. Yeah, we should do Pet Sounds one day. Oh, um, I would be into doing Lil Goose Coop, but I would do Pet Sounds. Either one. Or any Beach Boys album. I love the Beach Boys. All right, yeah. so before we get into this album, we're doing a band called Babe Ruth. Not the singer, not the baseball player, but a band from England, right? They're from Hetsfordshire, yeah. England, and were active in the 1970s and reformed in 2005. They're blues, rock, progressive rock, and the album we're doing is Babe Ruth Stealing Home. But before we get into that, we have a Lee instrumental track called Dancing in the Cool Air. So here's Lee Ger- the great Lee Gershman and Dancing in the Cool Air on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
that was dancing in the cool air. What what inspired you getting drunk on vodka and running around naked in New York? Um, that was probably what I wanted to do, and because I wasn't able to do it, I decided to do a song instead. <laughs> I, I think it was most uh, kind of. Um, I actually did when I was really really young. I did run around naked back in uh, my neighborhood where um, it was on a hill street where very few people were, but um, this was mostly I just wanted to do some instrumental songs and it was kind of cool and I just felt like this song was kind of like about dancing and I just thought it was a cool title and so I thought that was hip Hey, and, and you uh, sent a tweet to uh, Juanita about, and sent her a song and she gave you some good feedback right? Yeah yeah, and, 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 and she mentioned you know my voice and it was like <laughs> the fact that she mentioned some about my voice meant that she definitely heard it because I'm not the greatest singer but once in a rare while, I, I, you know, do okay. But I thought, you know, um, I wanted to show this time my instrumental prowess on keyboards because uh, I, I want people to actually like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're still getting our 30 downloads, so thank you 30 people who download us. We love you. Yeah, right on. <laughs> All right, so this this group is uh, Babe Ruth, album Stealing Home. The predecessor of this group is called Shacklock, after guitarist Alan Shackrock was formed in 1970. Members included Juanita Hahn and David Hewitt and Dave Person, Dick Powell, later joining. The first release of their Wells Fargo was their first album, First Bass, went gold in Canada in 1973. Ed Spivak replaced Pal and Chris Holmes replaced Pushin for the second album in 1975. Steve Girl key keyboardist and Glenn Konex Wild Turkey replaced Holmes on the third album. Man, this is like a revolving door here <laughs> for the third album the same year. Shadlock left the band and became a record producer and Benny Marsden Wild Turkey joined the team for the fourth album after Han and Hewitt left. So Han left but she's back now, right? She's like, they reformed um, a group? She she she's she's done some reunions. Yeah, she she's done some stuff with them. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is a cool album. I've never heard of this band. I've heard of Babe Ruth, and I go Babe Ruth. What are they like? And they're from England. It's like the group, the outfield. You know, people who don't know baseball are naming themselves <laughs> after baseball terms. Like the outfield, they didn't yeah. know what baseball was, <laughs> you know, and freaking <laughs> yeah. they, they named themselves after Babe Ruth. So I guess Babe. England likes baseball, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like America likes football. America's and that was, baseball, you know. Money. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, originally, some else. So you know, it's like, hey, all of that stuff. All right, but well, yeah. Well, let's get into this album. But the first track, "It'll Happen in Time," is one of the tracks you pick. So here's "It'll Happen in Time" on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was It'll Happen in Time. Why'd you like that track, Lee? I like the somewhat bouncy beat to the song. It makes me think of royalty, like the group is dancing down the red carpet, playing their instruments while the crowd cheers them on and throws confetti. It reminds me a little bit of Queen, but without the pompous attitude. <gasps> it's a cool glam rock type of song. I dig it. Queen pompous? I don't really think they were ever pompous. They're a pretty humble band. <laughs> um, Take out we ought to do a podcast where we debate that for a few hours. But we, for right now, I'll bite my tongue. We should. And I, I had an idea for a podcast the other day and I forgot about it. So I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Uh, um, please don't tell me if it's... I oh, I, I know what it was. It said bands that had replacement members that were just as good as the original. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Isn't it? I think we should do that one day. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I had. So that was It'll Happen in Time. And this is what I thought of it. Oh, wow. Wasn't expecting a hard rock album. Like This is like Kansas mixed with Deep Purple and Triumph. Freaking rock. Hey, that's a good, good description. Go on. And so this freaking rock and this song jams hard. He says, "Yeah, it reminded me of some Kansas with some Purple and some Triumph, like Rock and Roll Machine Triumph album, you know, or is, wow. or Progressions of Power." And this is a freaking great out, a great song to start it off. I was really happy to hear this. Wow, yeah. And then we get to the next song, "Winner Takes All," not the Sammy Hagar version from uh, "Over the Top." But what do you think of this one? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this kind of reminds me of the group Ace with Paul Carrick. It has its own originality to it, but I could imagine this on an Ace album. It also has a slight element of the group Rush on their first album. It's a fun song. It's one of Bernie Marsden's tunes. Bernie. And I think he's a great guitar player, but his songs aren't my favorite on this album, but I do like it. So he's he's actually singing vocals with Juanita, right? Um, he, yeah, he does some vocals. So most of this was Juanita singing, huh? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, because I was going, is this a man or a woman? Because she has a high, she has a high tone man voice. But uh, it's well, really um, good. Um, I, I think that maybe they 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 did some duets and some. Comedy. That's what I'm thinking. There had to be some man, uh, like a guy singing with yeah. her. So yeah, but but she was definitely in the album, and she co-wrote. She co-wrote "It'll Happen in Time." And she also co-wrote a couple of. She she wrote a couple of other things too. Hey, I just want to get you wired up, but I'm on. Uh, what side am I on? Wired up. Um, I'm on a Rock Prog Archive site, and this is where I got the track listing. <coughs> you got to get on there and add a review, because seven reviews it gives it two point five one stars. It gives it what? <coughs> 2.51 stars out of 5. I think it should be higher, so maybe you oh, should go get um, it. And it says good, but not essential. I'm going to give it 5 stars right here. There, I just added to the rating. That's <laughs> cool. All right. There's, there's, um, there's, there's um, people who are like 8 or 10 years old who pretend to be 20 or 40, and they do reviews. Well, it's only 7 reviews. 31 ratings and 7 okay. reviews. So I just gave well, it 32. Well, Stone also that the band was spotty, that they had some good stuff, some not good stuff. But, but, but Rolling you know, Stone hey. said Led Zeppelin sucked. <laughs> well, well, that's not true. So yeah. Rolling Stones needs to go in their butthole. 
Yeah, Rolling Stone fucking sucks. All right, the fucking political rag also now. Let's get into the next track, which is Fascination, not the song by uh, that one band where they sing in the 80s, Keep a Feeling, Fascination. No, this is a different oh, song. Oh, yeah, totally, totally different. Yeah, so <laughs> what do you think about Fascination? Oh, if the Rolling Stones can have Can You Hear Me Knocking, Babe Ruth can have Fascination. This has a slow, cool, bluesy, funky vibe, like what the Stones did on the album Sticky Fingers. I actually prefer this song to some of the songs off of that Stones album. It's a cool jam. Good song. I love Sticky Fingers. That's a fucking great album. Uh, let's And then what did I say? You know, I mixed up the track numbers on this shit. So we're on track, what, three? Okay. I said, what a voice. Yeah. This is like funky, and this song has... It sounds like a heart song, you know, like 1970s heart. Oh, yeah. Feel to it. And the guitar solo at the end of the song is really good. How it just keeps going and going and going. Bernie Marsden, that name sounds familiar. Who is that dude? Was he? He in? also played. I don't know if he played in White Snake. I wouldn't be surprised if he did play a little bit with them, but he did play. When they were a blues in, band, right? Um, I don't know, but he did play in Pace, Ashton, and Lord's album, Malice in Wonderland. And mm. Pace is Ian Pace, and Lord is John Lord from Deep Purple. And Tony Ashton, well, he wasn't from Deep Purple, but he had his own uh, musical career. And they did an album together, which one day we ought to review. But... Bernie Marsden was the guitar player on that, and he co-wrote some songs on it. So it was like a band for an album. All right, so let's get to track number four, Two Sunsets. What did you think of this one? Oh, I'm reminded of Hart's album, Dreamboat Annie, when I hear this song, but I kind of like this song a little bit better than some of the songs on the Hart album. It's a deep cut but a pretty good one. This might sound strange, but I could hear Alice Cooper do a good version of this song. He had songs like Only Women, so it wouldn't be impossible for me to try, I mean, for me to hear him do something like this. Hey, have you ever I'm not a great fan of ballads, but this is a good one. Have you ever anyway. heard uh, Lita Ford's version of Only Women Bleed? Mm, I don't think I have. Alice Cooper likes it because he says, well, I did it from a woman's perspective, and now a woman is singing it, so he kind of dug it. So, Oh, I, I ought to listen to it. That's yeah, cool. it's really good. And then, this is what I say, it slows it down, but good. What a cool song with some with some ELO stringies in there, you know, some strings, like sounds like ELO. Yeah. And it has the yeah. love, it has the Billy Joel sounding piano and a bitchin' solo. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and, and this is one of the songs that Janita wrote by herself. Cool. It's Janita or Juanita? Um Yeah, it's Janita. I, I if you're I, in Span I, if you're I, Spanish I, 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 it's if like it Juanita. John uh, if, if, if it's Juanita that's without the U oh. with the U, it might be Juanita. But oh, I messed up. up. Sorry, sorry, Janita, no, no, I no, called no. you the wrong Maybe name. Maybe I messed up. I don't know. But also goes I don't gym. think there'd be an English person called Juanita. <laughs> I don't know. So 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 but 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 either way, tomato tomato, she also goes by Jenny. 
Okay. We've got all bases covered. All right. It's all good. We know it's the same person. Yeah, let's get to the next <laughs> song, Elusive, which you picked. So here's Elusive on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was elusive. Like you are, Lee. You're kind of elusive sometimes. What's up? Oh, uh, really? Um, I don't know how I am. <laughs> I just wanted to make sense. <laughs> I just wanted to use that word. All right. So uh, I know. I know. No, no, I am. I am. I, I, I sometimes don't even know what I'm going to say next. So what? Do you, what? what Why did you like this song? Oh, this is sort of like disco, but not really disco. It just has a cool, funky dance beat to it. Actually, the style of the song is elusive. (laughs) I really like the song a lot, and it's one of the highlights on the album for me. I wish I had my old dancing pants that were lime green, purple, pink, and brown, and I could go in the middle of the street and dance to the song. Wait, I I just didn't say that. But this you, is a good you, you know you want to go dan- you know you want to go dance in the street naked get put into a freaking uh, crazy home and check out all the girls in their white jumpsuits <laughs> yeah because <laughs> there's nothing to tuck in it's just a unitard like you know <laughs> that would drive me nuts <laughs> you, you don't like overalls <laughs> I, I, I would say there's nothing to tuck in shit man and I'm scratching my hands and Instead of it being a jumpsuit, I end up scratching on the wall, and they go, "Time for your next shot." And I say, "Just don't give me a Bon Jovi shot." You just be ro- heroes. You be just like Cheech rolling over in your straight jacket, trying to scratch your balls. I gotta scratch my balls. Gotta scratch my balls. <laughs> Remember that when they got put in the Saint Asylum, and uh, what's that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. What's that, Doctor Timothy uh, Timothy Leary? He gave them yeah. acid. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is what I think about it. Steely Dan Funk here. Killer solo and rhythm. Great song. Cool. And then we get into track number six. Can you feel it? Not the Jackson 5, but Babe Ruth. What do you think of this one? Oh, I'm not a fan of this song. In my opinion, they could have left it off the album. That's all I have to say about it. Wow, we agree on something. I said first dud on the album. Doesn't do anything for me, but I do like the solo. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the only song they didn't write. So I don't feel bad about my opinion on it. Yeah, but we agreed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right on. All right, and then we get to the next track. Say No More. What did you think of this one? This has a vibe musically similar to Led Zeppelin, but done with their own twist to it. And I like it. This is probably Bernie Martinson's best song on here. Pretty good song. Yeah, and I, get, I just got to say, Bernie Marsden really kicks ass on this album. I wish he, I yeah. wonder if he plays still, but he's really good. Uh, I oh, said, he's also on Chick Churchill's solo album. And Chick Churchill was the keyboard player of 10 Years After. Oh, I like 10 Years Off. We should do a podcast on 10 Years Off or on the album. I want to change yep. the world. You know, I love that song. Uh, fuck. This song okay. com- comes in riffing like Leonard Skinner, funky, honky-tonk, but sounds like Joe Walsh on guitar. Good song. Hmm, cool. Cool. And then let's get to... You're tr- coming up with better references than I am, and I'm the expert. Fuck. You, you are the expert on, on groups I don't know. <laughs> just okay. wait just wait till we do bon jovi <laughs> and it's gonna um, it's gonna be new jersey because that was the pick of the fans <laughs> i don't know whether or not i'm going to be even more annoyed because of all of his albums that's the one that i have the least anger on 
So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be kind of upset because I might have to say some good things about it. Okay, cool. I'll be screaming. You gotta admit, him and Richie are great, a great duo together, man. Come on. Um, you don't have. No, to. I don't have to admit it. I knew you were gonna say that. All right, let's get to track eight. Caught at the plate. You know they're even having like baseball references. I wonder what team they like. Yeah. They probably like the Yankees. Uh, so I hate the fucking Yankees. All right. Uh, oh. So you could tell I everybody like it better than the Rebels. I don't like the southern people as much. I like the northerns. Well, don't, don't, don't. We love Nate. Nate and the mountain man. They're southern. Well, well, uh, but, but Nate lived in the north for a while. But he came from the south and he moved back down. He he, he came from, from like South Europe and then he moved (laughs) to North America. So yeah, true. All right. Well, what do you think about St. Caught at the Plate? This is kind of like the Captain and Tennille combined with Michael Franks. It's interesting. I'm sure I've written something like this at some point. It's a good song to hear after getting a little buzzed on alcohol and you're resting in bed with your eyes closed and you imagine yourself dancing like Fred Astaire. It sounds a little bit like it was an afterthought because the group needed to put one more song on the album. But still, it's not at all bad. No siree. No siree. I'm no fool, no siree. I'm going to be lead to be 103. I play safe for you and me because I'm no fool. You know who sing that song? No. That's Jiminy Cricket, man. Oh. Remember oh, when? Oh, okay. I play safe I for you and me. I've heard that song for 50 years. I fucking love Jiminy. It wasn't in the fuck the Pinocchio movie. It was in like offshoots of shit they did. But well, um, okay then. Then well, after after thirty years, the the other twenty, I it could have happened one minute or one decade ago, and I it's all a blur. I don't know if you ever saw like the say no to dope and no to drugs. <laughs> I think I probably did. Remember, but remember, I was probably high when I saw it, so I don't remember it totally. We're doing some old PSAs here. Here's Woodsy Owl. Give a hoot, don't pollute. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and remember, I remember Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires. I was going to go there next. That's nice. And I remember they had a cartoon of Smokey the Bear, and they took it off the air after about 1970. I was like, man, I liked it. Yeah, it's freaking, I love, uh, and then freaking, they also had, uh, what, McGruff the Crime Dog? And um, oh yeah, fuck! They had a lot of things. Or and uh, Iron Eyes Cody. Um, mm. What's the other one that I liked? Underdog uh, and Tennessee Tuxedo. Remember, uh, uh, that's one to grow on. <laughs> and the more you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. Well, let's. Um, get... <laughs> those are ones that I've tried to forget about. But uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Well, well, Lee. Ultraman. Well, Lee. How about Cooper, Brandon, Ollie? I know. I know. When you see a pretty girl with her tucked-in shirt, that's one to grow on. Um. <laughs> thank goodness I usually have my backpack and I put it very much in the front, and then they <laughs> say, "What's in that backpack?" And I just keep walking quick, and they say, excuse me, sir, I, I think that, that you're tailgating that backpack. 
and you go, that's one to grow on. <laughs> I say that's one I grew on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we digress. Let's get to the uh, call on the plate. <laughs> this is what I think. I was boring for me. I didn't like this track. I understand that. All right. Yeah, we're, we're fucking agreeing today. We got to do. An, can't wait to do Bon Jovi, but you'll say you're gonna like that album. Um, Shit. um, 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 um. I, 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 I've only heard a couple. All right. So let's get to the last, 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 last track tomorrow. Parentheses joining of the day. But this is the last track you picked. So here's tomorrow joining of the day by the band uh, Babe Ruth. Here you go.
Okay, that was tomorrow. Joining of the day. Why did you pick that track? This is the best song on the album, and it's great. The layers of musicality and intensity are not usual or easily matched in a lot of rock songs. I really enjoyed this song very much. Jenny Hahn wrote it, and she's a good songwriter who did some cool music. This song deserves to be more well-known. It's truly remarkable. Yeah, does she have any solo material out there, or is she just in bands? She preferred to be in bands. She might have done a song here or there on her own, but from what I've understood, she actually preferred to work with other people. Cool. I uh, I really enjoy her voice. She's really good. I hope she listens yeah. to this podcast. And Jenny, oh. if you're listening, uh, get on the Freeform Rock Podcast Facebook like page and uh, give us a review of what you think of this album and what no what you think of cool. us. And we really like your voice. And uh, thank you for tweeting Lee back. He really appreciated that. Uh, he yeah. like he likes feedback, so keep giving it to him. He's a really good dude. And uh, this is what I think about this song. I agree with you. This is my favorite song off the album. It's some killer yeah. blues guitaring on this one to start the song. And then it goes all like Alice Cooper in the middle. It like reminded me of something <laughs> Alice Cooper would do, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's a killer song. And I loved it. Really fucking good. Really good. Yeah. And I, I thank you for showing me this album and her voice. And uh, oh, yeah. I need to find... I think they sell this on uh, Amazon. I'm probably going to buy it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, that was our review of Babe Ruth Stealing Home. And it was, the lineup of musicians was uh, Jenny Hahn, vocals, bells, Bernie yep. Marston, guitar, vocals, Steve Girl, keyboards, Dave Hewitt, bass, Ed Spivak, drums, and percussion. He's a really good drummer, too, and the bass is really good. So this whole album, yeah. the keyboards were like synth sounding. It's like synth, like Kansas, Billy Joel. It's like, yeah. Pink, and, Pink, and Pink Floyd a little bit here. I freaking enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Great album, only two songs I really didn't care for, but two out of nine isn't yeah. ain't bad. So it's a good album. Yeah, right I on. suggest you guys go try it out. Uh, open your mind and listen to some newer music. Like Lee has opened my mind to music I've never heard of, and I hope I open his yep. mind to music that he didn't know he I'm liked. I'm still a closed-minded guy, but but you sometimes force my mouth open, and I have <laughs> uh, to take it in. And, and sometimes I do. It's cool. Did, did you just say I force your mouth open and you have to take it in? Uh, I, I think you need to reword that, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 all right. You, you turn my mind onto something that I would ordinarily run away from. Because you already have those uh, people hitting on you in clubs. Now they're going to listen to this and go, oh, he likes to open his mouth and take it in. we got to really get him now. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm going to delete most of my friends who are not female who ask me to dress up. All right. Well, that was our review. They and- do tell me often, and I get angry. Now we get to our tracks of the week, which you picked a band... That I've been meaning to listen to because I hear on a lot of podcasts people talk about how big they are in uh, England and in Europe and they yeah. don't really hit in America. So I, and yeah. then I listen to the I, I'm 
this is what we need to do. We need to listen. Like, I'll give you my track of the week. You give me your track of the week. I'll listen to it, and we'll review it yeah. before we play it. And the status quo yeah. song, this song is something, something's going on in my head. was fucking awesome. I fucking yeah. enjoyed Thanks. this song, man. I liked it a lot. And this is a band I probably need to listen to because I've been meaning to, like, see what they sounded like because a lot of people do talk about them, but I've never heard them. I yeah. know they played and Live Aid, and I know I've seen them at Live Aid, but I really didn't get oh, into them. Oh, they were really great in Live Aid. Yeah, I'd never seen them, so really cool song. And then I picked a band that got made fun of on Beavis and Butthead, which is fucked up, because they're a really yeah. great band with great musicians. Fucking, have you heard the solo on Heading for a Heartbreak? Fuck, um, Red Beach yeah. kicks ass on guitar. Kip Winger's a killer bass player. Fuck you guys who don't like Winger. Fuck all of you. Winger fucking rules. Yeah, and the new song that you picked from them, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's from 2014 from their last album, uh, Better Days. It's a fucking killer album. Fucking, it's called wow. It's called Midnight Driver of a Love Machine. Fucking, this song rules. This band rules. I don't fucking care... Fucking can't get enough. Fucking kicked ass with that killer bass. Boom, 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 yep. boom. Fucking Red Beach kicks ass. He was also on Erase the Slate by Dawkins, which is a great album if you guys want to check that out. Fucking dude, this guy kicks ass. And he's also in the newer White Snake. Fucking kicks ass also with Joe uh, right with Joe Hostra. Fucking killer, killer band, killer singer, killer lyrics. Fucking Winger gets too much shit, and fuck you guys who don't like it, but if you don't... Yeah. If you're taking this as offense, you know I'm just fucking with you. If you don't like it, yep. fuck you. But if you do like if you do like <laughs> it, you rock. And I'm not going to take offense if you don't like it, but still fuck off. All right, this yeah, is a... I would have said everything that you said, except I wouldn't have added, I won't take offense. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's status quo. Something's going on with my head, and Winger... Midnight Driver of a Love Machine on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Until next week, say goodbye, Lee. Bye-bye. Take it easy.
just listen to the freeform rock podcast all music played on the freeform rock podcast belongs to its owner if you like it go out and buy it get your music on amazon itunes or at your local record store support what you love support the artist by seeing them live purchase their music 
The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.